Welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, the inspiring glow up of Cricket Australia. The NFL is back, so who and what are we watching out for? And a chat with one of the staff members from the Western Bulldogs Football Club in the lead up to that much anticipated AFL Grand Final. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva, and as always, I am joined by my co-hosts who have been in the words of Georgia Moore, tee-hee-hee-hee before we were on mic. <laughs> Keely and Georgia, girls, how were your weeks? Have you stopped crying? I'm so crying. The no. laughing kind, not the sad kind. Um, my week's been great. Um, that's about it. Yeah, oh, actually, it was really hot on the weekend. That was fun. Um, and as of this week, we can have vaccination picnics. Yeah, yeah. Which is so fun. Gmore. It's so fun. I'm so excited to have a picnic. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. My week's been good. I've developed a really annoying habit of tee-heeing instead of laughing. (laughs) Which is so weird. This is what living alone does to you, right? It's so, like, MSN. (laughs) It feels MSN. And I was never allowed MSN. Really? Never even had it. No. Oh. You missed out. It's quite Talk. fun. Okay, I know. That's why I went to my friend's house after school so I could use that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my week has started off okay, but it's uh, gonna- Marley, no one asked you about your week. <laughs> well, Marley, how was your week? My week, ha- This I'm going to start from the beginning of this week. It started off well, very busy with work, so can't complain. But tomorrow, so the yesterday when you're listening, it would have been my birthday. So it's going to get really, really good. On Wednesday, because I'm 26 and old AF. Holy you're, shit, you're closer to 30 than 20. Oh, that that's scary? exactly what you said to me. I say to her all the time. <sighs> Unlucky, bro. Family. Hey, life doesn't end at 30. <laughs> and it's wow, inspiring. Being, it's better than being dead. That's what I can always tell you. <laughs> this is so morbid, guys. 26 is okay. It's not old. And with that, we'll get into the first segment. <laughs> Feedback feels with kills. Thanks for joining, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my segment again. Um, gratefuls that you're here. I've got one very important feedback, and I say it with this tone of voice because I copped a lot of sass and he, whatever. So, friend of the show, very loyal listener, Mitch Parker, who's not up to date but watched the latest one because, in quotation marks, that's how he works. Watched. I mean, uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sorry. I was like, what's the latest what? what? <laughs> episode, episode, listen. Anyway, um, I have to let you know that he is the person who told me to drop the DJ in DJ Quicksilver and like it's just Quicksilver. You know how last week yeah, I said yeah, yeah. just Quicksilver? Yeah. He is the person who told me that I should do that. And it's I, like in the social network. No, where? Marley, I'm about to read this quote. Oh. This is after it's out. a bit weird like that. <laughs> yeah, we are weird. No, no, no. This is what Mitch said. I see myself very similar to the Justin Timberlake character from Facebook who informed the Zuck he should drop, drop the, the the in the Facebook. Yeah. It was weird that you thought yeah, of that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. We're in sync. Yeah, so I just need to make sure he got his glory. Anyway. Before you become a international DJ. Yes, before you become an international DJ, he must be, um, what's the word? Recognised. Recognised, yeah. Good one. Um, and secondly, we are going to chat about our fave Met Gala kits because that's important. Um, but of course, I have a little surprise for us, as I always do. Mm. First of all, I need to take off my jumper. What the hell oh, has she Jesus got on Christ. now? 
Oh, wait, should I video? No, no. Oh, no, I just... Oh. Uh, why do you have lost touch with the common man on? Because I'm being you. Oh, Keely has the Hamish and Andy official T-shirt. It's actually my one. My one says lost touch with the common man. Because that's cheap. That's Marley. That's She's me. Andy. Marley's Andy. Um, and we always talk about Hamish and Andy. We've loved them forever. So I just yes. thought it was fitting. It's Marley's birthday today, tomorrow. Oh, yep. my God. It's tomorrow. today. It's tomorrow. <laughs> oh, what is it? Oh, is it a present? <laughs> We have party hats. Yeah! Wow! One for G Moore. It's for me. And it's then my birthday. Mum packed chocolates. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, we have sparklers, but I just don't know if that's appropriate. No, maybe no, later. It's a fire hazard. And yeah, near a microphone. Yeah. Um, and lastly, um, it only seems right. And of course, I'm going to peer pressure you to do it. We have some vodka for you. Oh my god. I have to drive home. You can have a little bit. Maybe. No, no I don't want to. Sip it. No, I have to drive. I just said I have to drive. Ah, I know, but you can sip it. Anyway, yeah, second part of Feedback Feels and Kills. <laughs> Marley, I'm making Marley just have a little sip of straight vodka because her birthday tomorrow and she needs to. Do it. Oh, you enjoyed that so much. <laughs> <laughs> And I also think it's important that we all do this weekend. Um, we all have to do a shoey for Danny Ricardo. That's all. In honour of his... Um, his shoey. Oh, that was disgusting, Killy. You're welcome. Happy birthday. Anyway. Um, that was almost as good as Lando Norris's reaction to Ricardo making him do a shoey. Which was reluctant. Very much yeah. so. I just think maybe we should do it. Yeah, Maybe. Anyway, into something way better than what I just had in my mouth. Um, our favourite Met Gala looks from specifically, obviously, talking about athletes. So, girls, which of the athletes who were at Fashion's Night of Nights at the Met Gala, which was today, so Tuesday this week in New York, who was your favourite? What are your highlights? Can I just say it was the most overwhelming morning of my life because I cannot keep up with all the outfits and, like, you see a video when they leave their hotel and then you don't get the legit photos until, like, so long after and I just spent so many minutes looking for photos and keeping Keely updated whilst Yeah, I was at work and I was getting a lot of um, photos and videos but I wasn't mad about it. I needed that. I really Mm. needed it. So, Mm. gratefuls. Thank you, G. Um, I have my favourite. It's not an athlete, but it makes sense, I promise. Okay. So, I mean, obviously I have some favourite athletes. Steph Curry, Lewis Hamilton, stunning. However, I thought the best sports fit was from Sierra, Russell Wilson's wife. He plays for the Seahawks. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And she went in a, like, NFL-inspired dress it was lime green sequins to the floor she had her husband's number three on it it was had a bit of shoulder padding her clutch was a bedazzled nfl ball and she wore his championship ring oh my god i'm i'm looking at it right now one thousand percent agree oh that is 100 she wins oh she wins. she looks amazing and for, for, for those who aren't familiar with the Met or would have seen a lot of people posting on their Instagram stories during the Met of favourite outfits and things like that. Yeah, we are talking to a sports audience maybe. Yes. We should have given context. But essentially, you know, it, it's a it's a big fundraiser that the um, 
the Met Gallery, which is a very large art gallery in New York, um, does every year and, and lots of famous people go and a really big part of it is the fashion um, that is the theme, it, which is a th- under a theme, and this year's theme was about um, really American, very strong American theme. And I think a lot of people weren't super strong in the theme. There was a lot of pieces where it's just like, yeah, it's an American designer, but you don't really get it. So I think I totally agree. Sierra has knocked it out of the park with the proper American. Theme. She just looked phenomenal. Yeah, and she like, looks great. Also, just repping the husband, I love it. He would so have been cool. like, hell yeah, yeah. yes, Keely. Well, now she's my favourite. Did you have any other highlights? Well, they're not sport people. Okay. Well, well I just thought the Biebers killed it. I thought, yeah, like... I found it was so boring. Yeah, but they look cool. Yeah, and I should like cool, but it's the Met. You I know, go but I based it... Anywhere. But I based it on... By, like, I was like, oh, I could wear something like that. I think that's why I thought about yeah. it. Because everything else, I was like, I couldn't pull off what Bad Girl Riri pulls off. I know. I, uh, Kendall looked amazing as always. Yeah. Um, we love Jack Harlow. Yeah, that's a story for another time. <laughs> um, I I really loved. I think Lewis Hamilton's oh outfit. ASAP Rocky, sorry. Yeah, but I'm, we're talking about athletes. <laughs> I know athletes, Kelly. Athletes, athletes, athletes. Okay. Lewis Hamilton really did it for me. Um, I think it was the subtlety of the lace, and it was just so beautiful. And um. I think, G, in the story that you told us about the fact that he his whole table um, was full of young black designers who are up and coming in the fashion world and, and he really, you know, supported them to be in that space. So he's just like an all-around amazing... Okay, I just had to change mine to Lewis Hamilton because he dressed up his dog in a tie. Not oh, for the Met Gala. This <laughs> is at another time. Keely, stick to the topic. I'm just saying. Say. Sticking with Lewis, though, on... What Marley was talking about, he he worked with Anna Wintour to buy an entire table at the gala, which is like, it's rumoured to be approximately 30k US dollars per seat. Um, Per seat? I thought you were going to say table. Oh, no, 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 no. Per seat. And he took Shikari Richardson. Shikari. I heard her correct someone on the red carpet today. Um, And yeah, some unknown black designers with Law Roach, who is like probably the wealth. most well-known black stylist Mm. in the industry so Mm. to like give them all the opportunity to be together so he just like took little known black athletes and designers and gave them all this amazing experience so bless up we love lewis now it's time for a segment that we call around the grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by and to kick us off Australia's one-off men's test match against Afghanistan, which was scheduled to start in Hobart on the 27th of November this year, is now set to be cancelled after the Taliban banned women from playing sport, including cricket. A really massive statement for Cricket Australia to make. And it's also been backed up by a lot of the men's players who've come out, including um, the captain who fully supports the decision from Cricket Australia and the whole conversation coming out of Cricket Australia as an institution has been about their commitment to the women's game and their support of it uh, and that it would just wouldn't be right if they let Afghanistan um, come and participate if they're not going to support their women. This is a huge story and we wanted to start with this because it's not the first time Cricket Australia has made a statement like this in 2021. We saw it at the beginning of the year around January 26th 
They dropped all references to Australia Day around every cricket match that was played on that day in respect for First Nations communities and the fact that it is a day of mourning um, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And I just want to say, I was not a massive cricket fan probably about 18 months ago. I had the privilege of chatting with Ash Gardner one day. So when you do talk to an incredible Aussie cricketer like her, um, she can have a lot of influence around your perspectives on cricket. And I started getting into it and now it's like I I love cricket. We talk about problems that um, sporting institutions have and I just feel like they're having such a glow up moment. So girls, how do you feel about this? I was completely overwhelmed with emotion when I saw this statement. I was out walking at the time I think I sent it in the group chat straight away and so the Cricket Australia released the statement first and then I was standing in line waiting for my coffee when the Australian Cricketers Association released their follow-up statement sorry and I won't read the whole thing because it's long but the bottom of it says while we would love to see players such as Rashad Khan play against Australia hosting this test match cannot be considered if the same opportunity to play the game is denied to Roya Samin and her teammates which is referring to the Afghani men's captain and then the women's captain and I just stood there staring at my phone and the response to Twitter and across social media at this announcement and like I think it's so important to comprehend the scale of a decision like this. Cricket Australia would be paying out hundreds of thousands, if not millions, to sponsors, to ticket holders, to stadiums, to state governments to cancel this event. For an event this big, money gets pumped in years in advance from so many different stakeholders. And to make this call because it's quite frankly the right thing to do takes so much balls and it's not a decision that can be made without the tick off of a lot of people sitting at the very top of a lot of different organizations so I don't know whose idea it was to begin with whether it came from a push from the playing group or from the boardroom or from someone in marketing who just had a feeling and took it to the top but the people sitting in the important chairs have signed off on this and I just think what a powerful statement what like what is happening in Afghanistan is not going to be solved by a cricket game Mm. in Australia Mm. but that doesn't mean that these decisions don't have an impact and the import like the importance of sending the right message is negated Mm. because it's not going to change the world but I think if it stops a lot of people in their tracks and makes them think about the impact of these smaller decisions like wowee I like I just could not be more impressed by the organization mm. from the top down in doing that massive sacrifice financially at the bottom line let alone on a commercial point of view or for the sport of cricket huge call absolutely yeah I couldn't agree more you kind of summed it up really nicely but I think just the sentence that you read out um I think that's just incredible in itself to put like you know to say we're putting them on a even playing field but then I don't know I just found that a really powerful sentence um, just talking about both of the athletes, both of the captains, not even, you know, talking really about gender, just being like, yep, this captain and this captain. I think that's what we talk about all the time. That's what we're about. Um, and Cricket Australia are doing it right and they're killing it. And I think I was also, you know, overwhelmed with emotion, but I was pleasantly not surprised. I just like, I obviously wasn't expecting them to do that, but when hearing it and reading it, I was kind of like, shit yeah cricket australia like they've already done great things and i think that's why i wasn't like i wasn't surprised Mm. i was like yeah i think that there's been certainly a a somewhat of a conscious 
PR switch around since the cheating scandal and, and how much, you know, there was all that carry-on of like, yeah, I'm not going to let my kids play cricket because of the cheat. Like, that was ridiculous, such a carry-on. Um, by Cricket Australia to change. But I think, it's, you know, it's been done so well and it's been done in a way where, you know, it's sustainable. I feel like it's it's something that that's how Cricket Australia is now um, positioning themselves. They are um, a sport that is not afraid to blur the line between sports and politics. That's, again, something we talk about quite often because we think there's so such strong correlations. You know, it makes me think of back in the early 90s when no one wanted to to go to South Africa to play the Springboks because of apartheid. Like this is, you know, sport matters and it matters in these big things, especially when there are groups of people who are being oppressed in, in such a, um awful way. And and I just, I am truly like, this is a really important moment. Um, and I think that it's also a, a good counter argument to some other um, sporting codes that's always kind of say oh it's it's too hard um to make a big statement or to make a big change because it, it's not and yeah sure you know cricket probably does make a, a, a bit more money than some of those but I just think it's um it's powerful and it means it can happen and those big changes can be done for sure I think like you said the conscious effort to uh, make that PR shift and I think we see it so often not just in the sports world but with individuals with celebrities whoever you're talking about a crisis will happen they'll come out with a statement they'll be photographed at a charity event a couple of months later they might release a documentary Hmm. and it's just quite transparent when those decisions aren't sort of being replanted and like like genuine roots to the change whereas I it like how easy would it have been for Cricket Australia to release the test was it mm. that documentary called? And then leave it at that mm. because everyone was like, whoa, what an impactful documentary. Yeah. Everyone loved it. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. And I think those things are important for the people who aren't as engaged in the more political conversations. But it would have been so easy for them to release that documentary and leave it at that because I think that went miles in terms of repairing their reputation. But for them to actually be sticking to this substantial change digging their heels in and making really like something like the January 26 test match should not have been as controversial as it was. And you're talking to the wrong three people. If you think that is a big deal to change the labeling of something, but so many sports have, have refused to make those changes and not just sports, but industries because they think it is too hard or it is too big of a deal. So I, like you said, I just think they're doing such a lot in the way of proving that nothing's too hard and short-term financial hits will lead to long-term growth and stability and engagement in an audience who then knows that you're authentic and genuine when you say you're going to make change. Absolutely. And it's got me going, you know, what test match are we going to in summer? You yeah, know, like, 100%. And, you yeah. Think, and now I'm, I've ne- only ever been to a Big Bash game and now I'm like, I want to support this sport. I mean, not, not that cricket is struggling, but it, it's, it makes me so much more interested in it and interested in, in what they're doing. So I think it's a really smart move. And even imagine being an Aussie cr- women's cricket player. Yeah. Like how much confidence does that give you in the game if they're like, that's where they're standing for women who aren't in our country. Like, where are they going to stand for us? I just think it's such a phenomenal message. They couldn't have done a better job. And it almost kicked off, you know, the beginning of last year with the Women's T20 World Cup. It was such a big shift and in in the psyche and the way that we talk about 
um, women's cricket. So it, it's it's a beautiful kind of full circle moment, I think, and um, a testament to yeah. Yeah. The, to put the effort into selling out the G for a women's game yeah. is like yeah, just the right things. The 2021 NFL season is finally here, with teams taking on a 17-week slate of games for the first time in history. The season opener was last Thursday night, US time, when the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted the Dallas Cowboys, where the Buccaneers came out on top, winning 31-29. to So guys, I know I've seen a lot of uh, fantasy, fantasy football things that were on Instagram, people sharing in the last few weeks. Um... Do we? Ha- I don't even know if Georgia has a team. Do you have a team? Who are we backing? What are we thought? What are we thoughts? What are we thinking? What are we thoughts? Yeah, we thoughts that <laughs> NFL is probably one of the American sports that I'm not across. I will watch playoffs most years. I'm obviously know who Tom Brady is. I like the memes, <laughs> but not super across it. If I had to pick a team, I'd say Green Bay Packers, but that's just because that's who Harry Styles supports. <laughs> Oh, my God, I love that. My knowledge... Wait, can I tell you the story of why? Go on. Because I think you'll enjoy it. So someone in an interview said, um, why Green Bay Packers, you're British, like, why them? And he was like, oh, I was about seven and I was riding my bike and I fell off and grazed my knee really bad and it just bled green and gold. It wasn't. It okay. Was I like. Don't I don't want to be mean. Underwhelming. Um, I That's don't, funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's just funny because Harry yeah. Styles says it. It's a good joke. Okay. okay. Well. Oh, we did that at the same time. <laughs> my my relationship to the NFL is uh, similar in the sense that it's not a game I fully comprehend. Um, my love <sighs> for it lives in remember the titans um but also we were really lucky keely and i with our family to go and watch the goat himself tom brady when he was playing for the pats um in a game against the jets in new jersey when we were in new york for christmas one year which was amazing and we were like oh my god we love tom brady but you know who we actually loved more gronkowski rob gronkowski what a man what a man i would say now my my current favorite player just because of his steez and amazingness is obj so odell beckham jr yeah yeah he's that's fair i um he wears sick shoes yes see that stuff i know see this this is and maybe this is a challenge set to us to get more invested because i know so many like you said who are into that nfl fantasy stuff i can confidently say I, I guess I know more about it than you guys Ooh. I actually understand the game and I enjoy watching it and dad loves it dad's watch every freaking sport but so I will sit down and watch the games I don't know enough about specific players or um like you know teams and stats and stuff I don't know that and I'm not going to claim to know that uh, but I definitely understand the game and I, I enjoy watching it so I'll try and watch as many games as I can whenever it's on um I don't know who I'm backing, I, I have to feel – I don't – it's annoying because we have this weird relationship that I started going for the Pats purely because we went to the game and we – they won and, like, Dad loved them. So it was all like, yeah, yeah, But then it's like, oh, the bandwagoners and Tom Brady's obviously in the team. So I don't know if I have, like, a 
team. Mm. I, I, I kind I, of own that though because I'm like, yeah, well, they're just good. So yeah. like, why not go for them? Yeah. But yeah, I think it was, I didn't even, oh God, I had absolutely no idea. I was just like, ooh, NFL. And then when we went and then when we started talking about it and then everyone, every second boy was like, of course you came for the Patriots. And I was like, oh, I didn't get it. But now I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have an actual team. Anyway, I'm rambling, but I'm excited. And I think this, maybe I'll find a team this year. Let's have this as the point of this part of the segment is not only to acknowledge the kickoff of this season, which will be Tom Brady's 22nd. He's a freak league. of nature, man. What a freak. But for us to go away and openly be influenced by people who want to come into our DMs, um, pick our team, pick who we're backing and, and do a bit more research leading into this season because we're about to be in the off-season for the AFL and NRL and we need a football to fill our lives, right? Yes. I was reading an ESPN article that has a few pretty bold predictions, so um, some interesting ones for us to think about as part of our homework. One of their bold predictions is that the Seattle Seahawks can potentially lead the league in 2021. Um, there's some breakout players that they've talked about um people keeping an eye on one of them being from the green bay packers g the running back his name is aj Dillon, um and they've asked the very important question which you're almost alluding to keely in, in who we jumped on the bad bandwagon for um the new england patriots can they get back on top of the the conference um after having a bit of a tough year without tom brady and rob gronkowski so um lots of stuff it's just big like lebron leaving the Cavs vibes yeah yeah and that isn't that so amazing especially in a sport like nfl where there's so many people on a roster well yeah and i also don't like it <laughs> like i was so mad when lebron left and the Cavs did shit the next season i was like oh i just want franchises like that to be able to stand on their own two feet without yeah. their marquee players but i mean i think it, it's just a testament to them as individuals i guess like, yeah and um it's bilicek that is the coach of the patriots yes correct and he is known as one of the the greatest coaches as well but I think it also undermined him because of all the wins that he had were with Tom Brady and then for that to go out the window. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm now we've spoken about it and to know who we're um, focusing on and getting around. I, I want to be – I'll sit down with you and we'll go through the game. Okay. All right. I've had so many people try to explain It's not it that to hard, me. guys. Yeah, mm. I know, but... <laughs> what don't you understand? There's so much stoppage. There's so much yeah, stoppage. Yeah, but that's just the way it goes. you just got to get over that. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just like the, you know... Offense, defense. I just want to see... First like, down. Oh, it's a touchdown. And then in the last five seconds, woo, and we win. And then everyone runs on the field. I really like the um, You're Dallas only Cowboys the cheerleaders. Yes. yes. See, I Amazing. know more about them than I do about the sport. I know a lot about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, guys hey, need to switch on. You guys and also you listening, help us out with the NFL. Help us, you know, to not be noobs and tell us what we should be watching out for. And to wrap up Around the Grounds, we have a chat with a good friend of mine and now friend of the show, Jaden Shea. He is the property steward at the Western Bulldogs. Um, and he has been flying around the country and living in the hub with the boys as they have created history yet again, leading into the 2021 grand final. So here is Jaden. Jaden Shea, man, the myth, the legend. Welcome to Chicks and Balls Pod. Thank you for taking the time. For listeners, this is the guy who introduced me to F1. Oh, 
Love that. And Tequila, as it turns out. Yeah, I've spoken about you before being like a good friend of mine, maybe watch it, and I liked it before Drive to Survive, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is him. I love that. So welcome. Thank you, How- because you introducing that to G essentially is the reason I got introduced to the F1. <laughs> so it's a nice chain of events there. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to be here. And, yeah, F1, well, yeah, everyone seems to be a fan now of uh, the F1, thanks to Drive to Survive. But, yes, I can confirm G's been watching it for a long time. Ah, good. Thank you. Good to hear. Proof. <laughs> on that, thoughts on the race on the weekend? Whose fault was it, Max or Lewis? Um, I've got a confession to make. We had a long flight from Adelaide. Uh, the boys all rallied into my room. We got to about lap 10 and everybody was nearly falling asleep. So I'm going to put my hand up and say I fell asleep. I've only seen highlights. Uh, so it's not a real Max's, fan. <laughs> it's never Max's fault. So it's, See, this is this, – yeah. Marley, Marley watched Drive to Survive and she goes, Georgia, why Max? This is why Max. On to the footy. It has been a hectic year for the dogs, a hectic past month especially how many planes have you been on in the past four weeks uh well let's start we've we left melbourne went to launceston um launceston was to brisbane i'm pretty sure brisbane to perth perth to adelaide and then adelaide back to perth oh my gosh what a journey um that's a journey yeah it's been crazy i've never i've like for an afl group in a normal AFL team, we probably only have four, maybe five travels a year. So we've done that in the, like we've travelled just as much as we would in a normal season in four weeks. So, um, yeah, it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long journey, and um, but finally we're here in Perth, and like we we finally can settle in here now, which is uh, which is nice. Yeah, lovely. Made it to the important one. That's what we like. Made it to the important one. Yes. In, in comparison to last year where you were shipped up to Queensland and based in a more permanent hub, how does this compare? What, what's your preference? Because you oh, have been in relative definitely. lockdown even when you have been home. Yeah. So, look, look, I'm pretty fortunate to be in this position to be able to get out of Melbourne. Um, don't take that for granted one bit. Um, but I think last year was, was so much easier. Uh, um, we only at the one base, so we only moved hotels twice. Um but this one's this one's been pretty tough. I don't think really people understand what we're going through. Um, you know, we're in a quarantine um, hotel in Launceston. Well, we're still in quarantine today, so we've been in a green zone for four weeks now, and I think we've had about eighteen tests, and we're still not allowed out in the public. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so not many people know the ins and outs of that. Um, but for last year, like the hub, like you know, we we did our fourteen day. It's pretty quick. Um, in a nice in hotel there. In about 14 days? Or? <laughs> in 14 days. Well, it felt quick. Like it went just super quick. Um, but then we could settle in. It's not like we're moving around. I think we only had two flights to Adelaide for the whole year. So to be able to go back to your room um, and know that all your stuff's there. Like I'm, the thing that's killing me at the moment was packing my bag. Like yeah. I've packed my bag about 10 times. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. So, yeah, so to, for that... For that there, yeah, it's probably it, the last year's hub was so much easier and I'll probably prefer that more. In your role too as property steward, you are in charge of not just packing your bag but packing everything that the team requires for travel and games and all the equipment too. So that's a lot of packing. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> my, well, my bag, everybody else's stuff goes first. My bag, I f- feel like it goes last. And if there's something that's left behind, it's not the team stuff, it's my stuff. I think I've left about four toothbrushes already this trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Hey, that's an easy thing to forget. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't check the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I've left it. <laughs> I don't know why I should, but oh, yeah. that's funny. You've you've finally got to Perth. Grand final yes. week is upon us. You've got a two week lead in this time, which is something different. How's the feeling in camp? Uh, yeah, pretty good. I think overall, we've just the boys have been amazing. Um, it's just such a such a great group to be around, and like such a positive vibe. Um, the boys, the boys, like there's no, we don't really have any sort of cliques here or little groups. Like everybody's just involved. Um, we're having a really, like we're having a great time. We're having a fun time. Um, yeah, the, the vibe is really good. So we're all happy and we're all happy to be here. But for me, I'm not sure about others, but it certainly doesn't feel like a grand final week yet. It probably will next week, but um, it's obviously, you know, we're on. I'm grateful to be involved, but it's like you just sort of wish it was in Melbourne, um, you know, so Me family too. and friends can come along and you you and the girls can come along as well. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't feel, doesn't feel real yet, that's for sure. Yeah, it is crazy having the two-week lead in. I, I'm sure you probably won't appreciate me saying this but you did say to me very early on in the year i i think we could win the whole thing just how the group was gelling and how it was all going so how does that no well i mean i can say that now because you've made it but yeah. this season well, that's been... it. we've made it but we haven't won it yeah so. well, we'll, we'll see um like you said it seems to be a really awesome group of boys from the outside looking in and just the uh sort of energy surrounding the team at the moment how does it compare to 2016 how does it compare uh 2016 yeah yeah my memory i've got to go back and have a real good hard think about it but oh look the, the the good thing is that they all want to sort of play for each other i think that's probably what they did in 16 they were they were close there as well um so you know the, the yeah the comparison is that they're a close group again, so they just want to play for each other. Um, they're having a good time, so you know it, it's all and it just shows out on the ground that there's so much care for each other. And you know, as I said, yeah, they're just happy to be out there and playing football. Big news this week: there is a sort of how I came to be such a big doggies fan is the cute little friendship that the Storm boys and the Doggies boys have. I know you've been speaking between camps in the past week a fair bit. There's been some jersey requests going back and forth, which is awesome. The um, big shout out to the boys and to Matt Tripp, the owner of Storm, for making this push. But the Storm game has finally been moved. There will no longer be a clash. How happy are we about it? <laughs> yeah, very, very. Um, we didn't even realise until it got yeah published on social media that it was that was a thing and that was happening. That it was a clash, and then to hear that they changed it, like fantastic. I think you know it's good to be able to watch both codes, and um, that they, they yeah it shouldn't have even been a clash anyway. So <laughs> it's just going to be good to uh, yeah to watch the boys, and then um, yeah hopefully they can uh, follow up and watch us and can confirm it's going to be really good for us selfishly we were very happy about it (laughs) yeah well and i think i think the thing is what they need to take in as well that it's like it's not people actually um you know most of the people can't attend like a lot of people sitting at home on the couch it's we shouldn't have to flick between 
uh, like stations to watch NRL and AFL. Yeah, um, sure. It should be on at different times. Surely they can sort that out, and they have, yeah. which is good. Stoked. Lovely. Stoked. We love it. <laughs> it is a Saturday in a fortnight's time, certainly booked out for us. Oh, how nervous are we? Because I feel nervous talking about it. <laughs> nervous, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not nervous yet. Maybe ask me next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, as I said, it just doesn't feel doesn't feel real yet. Yeah, um, yeah. As we we all know, there's the buy in between, and it's sort of helped us, I guess, to be able to sit back and sort of relax for a bit because it's been a long couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I think next week when it rolls around, yeah, the butterflies will be in the stomach. I, I couldn't imagine what the boys are going to play feel like. But, yeah, and I'll all be nervous. That's for sure. And then postseason, what, what's your plan? What you coming back to Melbourne? Um, well, as I said, yeah, I'm fortunate to be able to um, get out of Melbourne. Um, I don't regret that at all. But yeah, no regret it. No, it's not regret it. Take yeah, take it for granted. I don't take it for granted. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome to be able to stay in Perth for a little bit with the boys, um, and then we might head up to Darwin. I've got some close family and friends up there. Um, go up and see my goddaughter. So we'll head up there and um, chill out with the boys for a little bit and then, uh, yeah, head back to Melbourne. So It's good, though, um, that you'll be able to enjoy a bit of, like, a holiday after such a hectic time. <laughs> the last question on everyone's lips is, yeah. Cody, is Cody yeah. going to be right to play? Is Cody going to be right to play? I'm not sure if <laughs> I, I haven't asked Cody. Um, I'm not sure the medical staff know if Cody's going to be right, but, no, I'm sure sure he will be. You a Cody fan, George Araya, or? I'm a... I'm a fan of anyone. I am a dogs fan. Like that, and I haven't. <laughs> here's here's a little fun fact. Marley and I we're like we're NRL, so we're like I've always appreciated AFL. I played it at school. Like I I just didn't love it, and then G has made us just love it so much. And I am a little bit obsessed with the Bulldogs, but that's okay. <laughs> well, that's okay. Well, I'm a little bit obsessed with the Storm. So <laughs> fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Works, Swings and works, I just plays. feel like I've been the gel between NRL fans becoming dog fans and dog fans becoming Storm fans. I love that I'm you say, like, not AFL, just dogs fans. Yeah, dogs well. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, all, I've, um, we, all, we all love the Storm here dearly. Like, we just love them. We, we always, as soon as they're on, you know, it's either a text message, hey, the Storm boys are on, or we watch I the love that. Rooms. It's, um, it's great. We love the Storm fellas, and, yeah, it's, it's going back quite a while now like that's nice dog, dog relationship so <laughs> we love it hopefully next year we'll be able to get to each other's games again it's been far too long since we've enjoyed that so here's hoping yeah well let's hope so i'll miss amy park and going down because it's <laughs> a bit of an outlet for us like yeah if there's one thing i want to watch on tv it's probably be nrl because it's completely different it's a different yeah. game yeah boys so it's good it's good to be able to go down and have a look yeah, we love it. Well, thank we you so much for being so generous with your time. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, um, I apologize. I'm a bit late because uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's Perth time. I don't know how far behind we are, but it's, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're all right. All good. Thank you so much again and go dogs. Go the dogs. Massive thanks to Jaden for taking the time to chat to us in the grand final bubble. Um Hoping for a big win in a fortnight's time. Go dogs. You the real MVP. 
Now we come to a segment which we call MVPs, where each week we all award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. Keely Silver. Yes. You've got a great one. I have a fantastic one. Who's your MVP? My MVP this week, and it should be no surprise whatsoever, is Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, He's beautiful in every way of life, and he had his first game back with Man United, um, and... If it's not already clear, I'm a Man U supporter. Um, have been since I was like five. <laughs> and it's just so exciting to see him back. He played his first game and he scored two goals. Like that is, there is just not more, much more you can ask for from Ronaldo. Um, pressure doesn't get to him. Him running out in the field. He, oh, it was just amazing. I love how he talks about, you know, Man U is always and so his Alex. heart. Yeah. And he was like, it's home. Like, he was like, it's home. And, and like, to Alex, this is this one's for you. Oh. That really got me. I was like, oh, my God. So, so Alex Ferguson used to be the manager of Manu for a long yes, time. For a long time. He did a lot of great things for the mm. club. Um, but yeah, very excited. Makes me miss soccer. Yeah. And you miss playing? Yes, I miss playing so much. It's fun. Okay. We'll move on. Lace the boots back up. Get out there, Keely. Yeah, I might have to. Um, I'll go next. My MVP is. Uh, an absolute goat of Australian basketball, uh, Lauren Jackson. She is probably, I, I think it's safe to say, she's the best-known female basketballer we've ever produced in Australia. Um, and she's just made history by becoming the first Australian to be enshrined in the Basketball Hall of Fame over in the States. She, yeah, she said that it is an honour she will cherish for the rest of her life and and what an acknowledgement of what she's achieved and the career that she had. So I just, yeah, it's hard to, to miss that as, um, you know, MVP behaviour, I think we, we've been calling it, right? I thought that was really, really incredible and kudos to her. Facts. MVP behaviour mini shout out to Josh Adokar for getting yeah. sent off oh for being too supportive. Is that not the if, best thing ever? If you missed it, Josh Adokar was alongside Cooper Johns in being ball boy for Storm's first grand, uh, not grand final, final. And um, he got sent off at halftime for being too enthusiastic. <laughs> I just expect let's nothing. Let's drop. Yeah, I expect nothing, nothing less from him. No, nothing less. Who's he was your full in the celebrations? My real MVP though yes. goes to <laughs> the overarching theme yet again of F1, but more impart- importantly to Danny the Honey Badger Rick. The Honey Badger? Yeah, they yeah. Call, they call him the Honey Badger in the F1. So he's like the F1 Honey Badger. Yeah, didn't you yeah. listen to the interviews? Uh, he has it like on his helmet and stuff. Yeah. He has it everywhere. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very well known. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry. I thought I, <laughs> Even I knew that. I don't Get know. Thought I was around there for one. <laughs> um, he had his first not only podium but win in three years since he left Red Bull. Um, it was an, a crazy, crazy race where there were crashes, there were long pit stops, the whole shebang. But congrats to McLaren. It's the first ever one-two in like over a decade. Wow in the season and yet over a decade for F1 at all. So they, Lando Norris came second. He, as we touched on earlier, did a shoey in honour of Danny Rick and couldn't have hated it more by the look (laughs) on his face. But he was um, a really good teammate on the day. He probably could have had a few opportunities to pass in the race and played the team game. So it was awesome. But also the massive crash between Max and Lewis. Shout out to Lewis because he did have an F1 car wheel on his head and then rocked that lace masterpiece at the Met <laughs> not three days later. So Amazing. 
amazing. We love it. We so, love F1. And I'll just have to repeat myself, putting forward to both of you that you need to do a shoey this weekend. It's unhygienic and gross and I'm not an F1 racer, so I don't need to. I'm taking a Lando Norris stance until I win a Grand Prix and have to stand on a podium in With Italy. Him. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No, I need to be next to Daniel Ricciardo. No, that's are, a lie. I would do it before then, but I'm not doing it for nothing this yeah. week. I'll do it if Storm win the grand final. All the oh. dogs. There's my claim. <gasps> okay, there yes. you go. Marley? It's locked in in audio. Marley? Um, Marley? I w- Marley? I will do it if I am... Uh, no, needs to be realistic. ...considerably intoxicated post-lockdown and easily influenced. So, yes. Okay, so she's, she's doing it. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Okay, I'm happy Drink responsibly. Or do showies. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport, event, or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. I will kick us off with a very shameless plug, and I think it's one we will all reiterate. Um, You may have noticed we've released a few more in-depth interviews on our Monday. Um, We're trying to fulfill your guys' desire to have two apps to listen to from Chicks and Balls per week and we've finally got enough space and um, enough people lined up to release a couple more apps, you know, almost every Monday and, and, you know, for the next little while at least. And next Monday um, we have a conversation with Ruby Tui who um, is a Rugby Sevens player from New Zealand. She just won gold at Tokyo and... I think we can all agree she was absolutely incredible to talk to. She was so inspiring, um, gave so much wisdom, was really, really generous with her time. And I cannot emphasize enough how amazing she was and how much we love her and how much we recommend that you listen to that conversation. Listen to it ASAP. ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Had such a joyful day after chatting with her. She's just, she's the goat. She really is. And, yeah, so we've got a few other conversations um, that you can keep an ear out for uh, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's my one to watch. Um, and Keely's pecking me with a birthday hat being a bird. So, Keely, <laughs> tell me, who's your one to watch? What does it sound like when I do <laughs> My one to watch is the NFL. It's week two of the season. It's not too late. Get around it. Um, let us know. Yeah. So you know how G was like our NBA coach in the oh pod? yeah, can, like the NFL coach. I can, I can. I'll do enough research so that I am more um, of a legitimized coach. Brilliant. You stunning. Can't wait more. to be across it. <laughs> um, mine actually, I feel like you're going to be proud. Is sticking on theme, also NFL theme, also your favorite player, Rod, Rob, Gronkowski, Gronkowski. Oh, I didn't want to say it wrong. You gotta gronk. say the Gronk. The Gronk, man. Okay, gronk. the Gronk. Touchdown on the weekend. Has, <laughs> the Gronk has a documentary in a series by Disney Plus called Becoming. Ooh. That is the name of the series. And he has an episode in said series. I shall be watching. And for someone who doesn't know much about him, except for the, all the songs of the videos with yes with Tom, Tom Brady Tom Brady that Keely sent me Bad Boys for Life Bad Boys for Life that was about as far as my knowledge of him went so highly recommend on theme very on brand for the episode get around it Disney Plus beauty well that brings us to the end of our 28th 
episode. We love wow, hanging we're out. Older with you. than you, Molly. I know. Wow, <laughs> we got there. It's amazing. Um, we absolutely love hanging out with you every single week. If you are loving it in return and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five star rating. Do it. If you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button and Do check it. out our Chicks and Balls Pump Up and Country Music playlist. Do it. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls. No pod. No pod. Beauty. <laughs> our DMs are open as always. We always. love your feedback. I love your feedback. And other than that, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Follow us and follow your hopes and dreams. <laughs>